All right, all right. Hey, so we're glad you guys are here tonight, and uh, we are in a series that we started last week called Social Medic, and uh, just having fun with this whole world of social media and talking about different things and issues and struggles. And maybe as we, uh, as we showed that video, maybe you identify with some of those uh, other teenagers and just some of their confessions about what they use social media for or some of the struggles or some of the things that they deal with in that whole world. So we, um, we asked the question, if you guys were here last week with us, we asked the question, are your or are our social media practices harmful or are they healthy? Um, are they things that are beneficial, do they improve our lives, or do they cause a lot of other issues or struggles or things that we deal with? And, um, and to kind of help us answer that question, we gave, we gave last week six signs that you can find out if, or kind of use to determine whether or not what you do on social media is harmful, all right? And um, we left the blanks in, so if, if um, you wanted to refill those in tonight, you can do that. Maybe you weren't here last week, and... Um, and so this will give you a chance to write those down again. But just to, to make sure as we kind of move forward uh, tonight with what we're going to do, I uh, want to start and, and make sure that we, um, we, we bring those things back up. So here were those six things that we talked about. I'm going to go over those real quick. The first thing was that when it becomes a means of validation, when it's something that we use to define us, to give us significance, to help determine you know, what our worth or our value as a person that we use social media as a a means of validation, and it can be harmful if that's the case. Uh, The second sign was that when it leads us to compare ourselves with others. If we're constantly comparing their pictures or the amount of retweets or followers they've got compared to us, or we look at how popular they are, we're we're constantly comparing ourselves with other people and uh, and their lives. Uh, The third thing is when it causes shallow relationships. If we look at the relationships that we've got and the people that follow us and we decide and look at, at all of our followers or friends on those so- social media platforms and we de- determine that, you know what, I don't know any of these people. I have no relationship with any of them. They're just a name on, a, uh, on an app to me. Then maybe that's, that's become harmful. Uh, the fourth thing was when we find ourselves tearing others down rather than building them up. If we use social media as, a, as an opportunity for us to rip into other people and belittle other people or become passive-aggressive in the way that we talk about other people or our parents or people that we don't like or whatever, then that's become an issue. The fifth thing was when we find that our faith is being compromised. If we find ourselves going down paths or making decisions that don't back up what we say we believe. And as much as we may think that it's okay to say, well, I've got my church life and my relationship with Jesus, but then I've got these other areas and I can do what I want and I can live how I want, that doesn't back up what we say that we believe and what Jesus, the way that he wants us to live. And the sixth thing was that when we feel that we can't live without it, when we feel like we can't let go of our phone or, you know, we can't put it away for a period of time or whatever, and... Um, and then we put that to the test over the last couple of days and, um, and challenged all of us, not just you guys as students, but leaders, myself, just to take a two-day break from social media, all right? And you guys whined and complained and you hated me and you wanted to kill me with your eyes and looks and all that kind of stuff. And you said this is you know, ridiculous and I'm not doing this. How many of you guys went, th- over the last two days, you took a break? All right, all right, a lot of you guys. How many of you guys completely forgot? Or at least that's the excuse that you used. Yeah, oh yeah, we were supposed to do that, weren't we? Oh, that's just... 
How many of you guys tried and you got maybe a period of time into it and you're like, you know what, I can't do this anymore? How many of you guys started out but you couldn't follow through? Lack of commitment. Okay, that's good. Just kidding. All right. How many of you guys, if you were honest, that was, <laughs> that was one of the most difficult things you've ever done? All right. Um, I, was, I was cracking up at some of the small group leaders and different people that were texting me or some of you as students that were going, I can't do this anymore. This is the worst thing ever. You're an idiot for making us do this. And, um, and hopefully over the last couple of days, if you, uh, if you took part in that, Hopefully you learned some things about yourself. Maybe you realize how addicted you are to those things. Um, maybe you realize how much time is spent, you know, when you're just hanging out at school or you're bored by the teacher or, you know, you're sitting on the toilet or whatever and you want to bust that, that phone out and take a look at things. Um, maybe you realize how much time is spent looking at and being on social media. So hopefully there were some takeaways, some negative things. Maybe you looked at that and said, you know what, I am addicted to it. Or maybe, maybe this it has become a means of validation or whatever the case may be. Now tonight what we're going to do is something a little bit different. You guys heard me last week talk about the different things. Um, and w- what we wanted to do was give you a chance to hear from students and leaders, other people in our ministry, and some of the struggles that they've faced either recently or over the last few years, uh, some of the things that they've you know, wrestled with some of the things that they've learned about social media, maybe some of the things that they've had to put in place to make sure that they use it for good, that it becomes a healthy thing in their life rather than a harmful thing. And so uh, all four of these people, as part of the, the expectation, whether they wanted to or not, I said, hey, I'm gonna, you, you have to take part in the two-day break because, you know, we want you to be able to speak into that a little bit. So you're going to get a chance over the next few minutes to hear from them some of the things uh, that they've learned uh, in the past, and maybe also over the last couple of days. So let me introduce you to these guys. This right here is Jason James. All right. Whose daughter is in the audience and is, loves her daddy. That's awesome. So this is, we call him the beard. And uh, Jason is a, a small group coach in our ministry. He was a small group leader and, um, and now is a coach, which uh, you may wonder, what in the world do they do? Um, we have coaches in place uh, in our ministry that, that pour into and invest into your small group leaders. So they're there to encourage them, to help them become the best small group leader they can be. That's why you might see some random adult, you know, popping into your small group one night just to, to be a fly on the wall and check it out. And so Jason does a, a great job and is here with us and uh, is going to add some, some insight into this. Uh, this is Jordan Pavey next to him. Jordan is a senior at East Paulding. And... Um, is, uh, has got a lot of insight that she wants to share with you, and, and I'm excited that, that she's up here as well. Uh, next to her is uh, Jacob Totten, <laughs> who you saw in the video. He's become a very popular uh, junior at South Paulding and uh, is going to share some things. And then on the end down here is Miss Carrie Horner. <laughs> Carrie is a small group leader and um, a campus director at Hiram High School. And, and people love you, Carrie. So, and she's a Braves fan, unfortunately. We won't hold that against her. So we're going we're gonna to dive right in tonight. We'll start with Jason here. And they've all got the same first question. So you're going to hear this over and over again. So what is, for you guys, and we'll start with Jason, what's an area that you've struggled with in terms of social media? Maybe it's over the last few years. Maybe it's recently. That, um, maybe it's become harmful to you in the past or that you've, you've learned from.
Um, Todd didn't give us the questions. Like, first he asked us to be on the panel, and then like a week later he gave us the questions. So as soon as I got this question... That's a good business decision. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, it, I, I got this pit in my stomach because I, I knew where this was going to go. Um, but I'll talk to you like when social media... Well, I'll back up first. Um, I didn't realize how hard it would be to, to give up social media because it, it just becomes part of your life. But there actually was a time... Um, I'm 39, so there actually was a time before social media. Um, so you guys may not not remember that. Uh, but um, MySpace was out, and it was all the rage. And so, you know, it was it was back when uh, AOL was, you know, the cool thing, and you waited for the da -na 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 to, to get online. So we were all excited. But um, anyway, so... You start reconnecting with all these people uh, that you knew in high school, and so that was kind of fun. And uh, how the how the story gets there, there's some debate between me and my wife. But basically, uh, I was talking to a girl that I dated in uh, high school, and she, I mean, it, it wasn't a hidden thing, but she found out about it, um, and she wasn't happy. I don't know if you guys remember the uh, Corona commercials where you know it shows the people, and all you see are their legs on the beach looking out, well, that was this girl's profile picture. So as soon as my wife uh, saw that, she was not very happy at all. She was like, whose legs are these? Who are you talking to? <laughs> so anyway, it, it led into a discussion. And I learned really quickly, especially after marriage, that, you know, when something makes your wife upset, you just give it up. It's one of those deals that, you know, it's, it's over. So... Um, I would say the dangers are, are that you have to set up those boundaries. Um, you know, I, I try not to ever be in a private message with anybody. Everything's out in the open, um, and she's aware. She knows my password. I know her password. And, and so those are the things that, that help you uh, stay out of trouble. So that would, that would be That's good. Hopefully that's what I'm <laughs> All right, for Jordan. What would you say? Maybe you weren't on AOL and no, dial-up internet not. and MySpace. <laughs> no. But for you, what's, what's been a struggle that, that you've dealt with over the last couple of years in um, terms of I media? think it's definitely been like comparing myself to others, which is like a thing that a lot of girls go through. Um, when I was a lot younger, I would always find myself like on Facebook or on any social media and just be like, wow, that girl's really, really pretty. I wish that I looked like her and she would always be a couple years older than me or something like that. And then I started trying to act like her, dress like her, just be that girl because I thought that she was cool because she looked like she did. And as I got older, I realized that the reason that she was so cool is because she owned how she looked. God made her the way that she was, and she um, took what he gave her and made it her own. So I realized that I could do the same thing. So for you, with that struggle, like what would you say is something you had to do to make sure that, that you, didn't, you didn't compare yourself with? Um, I just kind of had to become comfortable with myself and, like, who I am and the kind of person that I am and had to find myself as a person before I could really be comfortable enough to not compare myself to others and know that I'm not like everybody else. That's awesome. Good. All right, Mr. Totten. Oh. <laughs> I um, definitely, for my struggle the past two days, um, I didn't really recognize it till the past two days, so that's, I'm really glad that um, I took the break, but 
um, was building shallow relationships. Like, I, um, I would connect. There's a boy. He's not in here. He goes to a different church, so I'll tell you about him. But he, um, <laughs> yeah, I didn't go over that with him. But he, um, he's a freshman at my school, and he's at a different school now, too. So, um, <laughs> so we, I, like, I tried to disciple to him and build a relationship with him, and he, um, it's gotten such a great relationship that we, uh, we talk on the phone and stuff, and I check in on him and uh, call him and stuff, but I noticed that I haven't been doing it as much lately, and my way of connecting with him was over social media. So I sort of set back the, <laughs> let me uh, fix those words, the past few days, and um, so I sat back the past few days, and I noticed that he wasn't the only one, like, I've built relationships with these people over social media or um, and stuff like that, but they've been shallow relationships. Like, I will talk to this boy over text or on the phone or um, over Twitter, and I talk to four or five people like that, but I am not really going out and spending time with them, or if I see them at the mall or something, I don't go and say hey to them. It's like a, it's like a media relationship only, so that was just it really hit me hard because, like, how am I, am I really, like, impacting that person's life, just um, DMing them or texting them or giving them a phone call every once in a while? Like, I didn't really feel like I was actually doing anything for him or to help him. And he, um, this boy always came to me with family struggles, and he's been going through a lot. He moved schools, like I said, and, um, it just really hit me hard that I have not spent a solid second with him outside of a phone call or a text or social media. Um, so my challenge for myself this week was just maybe to go and um, at least sit down and have a cup of coffee or talk to him or something of that nature because it was just like that shallow relationship just written all over it. So um, that's really what impacted me the most. That's great. All right, Miss Carrie, what about for you? Um, for me, honestly, when Todd asked me to do this, I was like, heck no, I'm not doing this. And mainly because, like, my biggest struggle out of the six was, like, I feel like I can't live without it. And if you know me, if you've ever been around me, I'm pretty much always on my phone, um, pretty addicted to it. So I was like, there's no way I can give it up. Um, but he challenged me, too, and I really feel like I've – like noticed a lot but um over the last two days I kind of evaluated like why is it that I can't live without it and I think what it comes down to is like it gives me a false sense of reality and with that being said like I feel like after my mom died I kind of like separated myself from a lot of people and I became like almost like very antisocial. but I feel like because of social media and Facebook and stuff like i I feel like it gives me a sense that I'm still, like, connected with people, even though I'm not. And so I feel like it's kind of taken away from me having to be intentional with people and making an effort. So I feel like if you were to take social media away from me, I would realize exactly how kind of antisocial that I can be, if if that makes sense. Like, I know it's crazy because Facebook and stuff is, like, social media, but for me, when it becomes harmful, it makes me, like, antisocial. It takes away my sense of community. It takes away my accountability and everything because those aren't really, like, 
hardcore relationships, if that makes sense. So I kind of realized that over the, like, over the last couple of days why I can't live without it is because I feel like I trick myself into thinking that's how I connect with people. So, that's, so not only did you learn that you felt like you couldn't live without it, but you learned the why behind that, which is, which is pretty crazy. And I don't know if, um, if some of you guys have, have felt that too, where it becomes, social media becomes kind of that, that safe environment for you to hide a little bit. And I don't know, it's maybe because of a lack of confidence in who you are, like what Jordan was saying earlier, or, you know, the antisocial thing that it just gives you kind of that safe place or that comfortable thing that you can, you know, you can hide and not have to, to, to be judged. Um, that's, that's good. That's interesting. Um, let's pass the mic back to Mr. Beard over here. So, for you, you've got a... a teenage daughter, senior in high school, who's in the room, and um, is, is proud that she's in the room with you, which is I'll good. Try not to embarrass. Yeah. Just tell her that you love her. Blow her kisses right now. That'd be great. <laughs> um, for you, you've obviously, you, you've lived it yourself, and kind of walked through that and learned yourself, but as well, for you and your wife trying to raise a teenage daughter, who is you know, in, in that whole world as well. What are, what are some of the things that for you and your wife you've learned about how to, you know, set boundaries or just some different things that you've learned as you've tried to, to lead her through that? Well, first it starts with prayer. <laughs> um, just like even when she was very, very young, uh, just praying for her and future relationships and sitting down with her and uh, reading books and, and, and things like that. But um, as social media, you know, started getting more and more popular, um, are you counting? As it started getting more popular, what we did is let her be a part of the social media with us. When she was 11 or 12, um, you know, we would take pictures of her and put it on there and share it with the family and let her type on our Facebook and stuff like that and let her see a positive um, view of of how social media was used and to to keep in touch and things like that. Um, You know, we set the boundaries of she had to let us have her password um, you know, and a couple times she tried to change her password, and we'd ground her from being on Facebook and stuff like that. Of course, Facebook's not cool anymore, I know that. Um, but at the time, it, it was. And um, so we just kept a, a real close eye on that. Um, and that's cool. About it. Cool. And now she's embarrassed. Um, now, Jordan, one of the things that, um, that over the last couple of months, Jordan came with us on our um, uh, senior trip. And uh, we just talked about, you know, for those seniors of, of leaving a, a legacy. And, and I love over the last couple of months, Jordan's come and, and said, man, God's really given me a burden and a heart for a lot of you younger girls. You know, for her being a senior, getting ready to, to graduate and move on to college and the next thing. And, um, and I love at a time where a lot of seniors are thinking, man, I'm going to check out and I'm done and I'm thinking about college and I don't care about high school anymore. I love the fact that Jordan has a heart to, to pour into uh, to some of you ladies in the room and hopefully for you to avoid some things and learn some things that she struggled through. So for you, if you were going to challenge, take this opportunity to challenge some of the ladies in the room in terms of social media, what, what would you challenge them with? Um, I would definitely challenge y'all to wake up every day and know that you're made the exact way that you're supposed to be. You're all beautiful. Don't let anybody tell you different and you're not meant to be like anybody else. Find who you are and own that person. There's actually a quote that I want to read to them. Um, and it's by an author. 
who said, Our deepest fear is not that we're inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We are, ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You're a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. There's nothing, nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine as children do. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fears, our presence automatically liberates others. And that really just speaks to me because it kind of just tells everybody that to be your own person and do your own thing and it'll let other people know that they can do the same. That's awesome. Very cool. It's uh... And I'll, and I'll just interject for a minute as, you know, obviously for me as the high school pastor and loving you girls and caring about you and, and as the dad of an eight-year-old girl who, you know, in a brief amount of time will be in this room and, and kind of going through a lot of stuff. I think for me as a dad, the, the thing that I want Carson, my eight-year-old, to get the most is confidence in who she is and who God's called her to, to be and to own that and how many when we know who we are and who God says that we are um, and embrace that, how many other uh, issues that, that positively impacts and, um, and protects us from. So really good stuff. All right, Mr. Totten, for you, if you're going to challenge the guys in the room, the men, what would you say to these guys? Um, really, for the um, challenging question that Todd sent us, it really took me a while to um, really think of something to challenge everybody with, so or the guys with. Um, but this could really be for everybody. And I, I was thinking about it, and I have spent a lot more time. Um, I was telling Todd how much more productive I have been the past two days without social media, because like um, in my sociology class, I sit on Twitter for at least forty-five minutes a day, and the past two days, I. I didn't really know what to do because I still didn't do any work, but I, <laughs> I, um, I began to be able to talk some to the people around me and um, just build friendships and relationships there. And back to the um, shallow relationships thing, my challenge for y'all is like those people that you only um, talk to over Twitter or texting and stuff, maybe just spend some time with them and pour into their lives. And um, even besides that, pour into your own um family's life, like, you don't realize how much time you are, like, you're burning just on social media and your family's around you, like, um, I go to school each day, and w when I have work, I go to work, and then I come home, and I'll see my family for 20, 30 minutes, and I was telling Ty, like, I'm on Twitter for that 20, 30 minutes rather than spending time with my family that I only get to, um, see for 30 minutes to an hour a day. So that would be my challenge for y'all. Like the, the time, at least take away 30 minutes or an hour from that social media and spend time with, um, spend time with your loved ones and the, your friends because you can really pour into their lives and um, make an impact on them instead of looking at everybody else's stuff. So. That's good. So, last, you all right? <laughs> last, uh, last week I was talking to Carrie, and um, 
and she was talking about how much she wasn't looking forward to the, to the two-day break from social media. And, you know, for her and the small group leader, she started telling me about the conversation that, that her small group had and, you know, how they're basically, you know, everybody's like, well, I'll give up this, but I'm not giving up this, or I'm, there's no way I'm doing this. And so it finally got to a point where the group, I guess, agreed to do it. And um, talk about the last couple of days for you and what you learned both about yourself and also about your group of girls. <laughs> yeah. And feel free to embarrass them right now. It's cool. I wish I could show some pictures that I was sent, but I won't. Um, honestly, like, I was kind of surprised at kind of how the last two days went. Like, I really wasn't kind of expecting it to go the way it did. And um, kind of when we had left small group, we weren't all – like, bought in, like, we weren't going to do it necessarily, and then when you um, asked me to do this, I sent him a text, and I was like, if I have to get up on stage, like, you guys are in this with me, we're doing it, um, and they all kind of, like, bought into it and agreed, and um, my biggest thing to them, besides, like, taking away the distractions, and besides um, letting that time they'd spend on social media, like, spending the time with their relationship with their lo- with the Lord, was for them to make a commitment and follow through. And I think that that is something that this generation even struggles with because it's become so accepted to say you're going to do something and then not do it. Like, it's not a big deal anymore. And so that was my biggest thing to them is I'm like, you guys committed to this. Like, we're doing it. Like, there's no questions. Like, we're not caving kind of thing. And the cool thing was, was Monday is we started a group text message between all of us and um, my co-leader Tish and, um, Which is sort of like social media. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I'm just but kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> maybe. Um, so we started like a group text message, and they just like kept texting like, you know, this is so hard, and like this is such a struggle, and like I want to do this. But the cool thing about it was the fact that they were reaching out to the group, reaching out to me and Tish, and being like, this is hard, we're struggling, instead of just giving in. And I really feel like for the first time, our group kind of got what our group is designed for. And I feel like I've been trying to, like, explain that to them and show them, like, we are in a group. We have 12 people that can be used to where we have full access to share our struggles, to have that accountability. And I really feel like they got it. And I guess my biggest challenge even to them going forward is, like, and even for all the other small groups, if you use your small group for what it was designed for in your Christian walk, like, it'd be amazing what temptation you can say no to or, like, how much stronger your walk can be. And so I just think it's cool because, like, I really feel like it unified our group. And I even got to go eat lunch with them on Tuesday. Like, they were like, come eat lunch. And they're not normally like that. And so I know they're bored out of their mind to invite me to eat lunch with them. Um, but it was just kind of cool. And they actually were like, we actually had conversations at lunch. And, you know, they, instead of being bored in class, they were like, we read our Bible and, you know, now they're like, let's do the Bible reading plan um, together. only took us a few months to get there, but we're there now. Um, so it's just been really cool to see, like, when you take those distractions away, when you take all that time that we spend on social media, um, what it can change. And even one of my girls is like, I cleaned out my mom's car, and I did things without her even asking five times. And it's just cool. Like, it gives us an opportunity to even serve our families and love on our families. That's so awesome. it was a good That's week. great. Man, I, love the, uh, I love the accountability aspect of this. And I know that you know, last week when you guys heard it, it was like, are you crazy? And then you know, 
I heard stories of even small group leaders having to bribe some groups with hibachi or to pay students in their group uh, in order to do it. And, um, but I loved, I loved hearing stories like this of you guys saying, look, this is not going to be an easy thing, but we're going we're gonna to do this and we're going to do this together and we're going to try it. And just learning that aspect of, man, if, as we live out the mission that God's called us to do, it's, it's so much easier when we lock arms and we do it together. And why we make small groups such a big deal is because there are opportunities like this to where you don't have to feel like you're flying solo and trying to figure this thing out yourself or do this yourself, but rather you've got other people that can surround you and help you do it as well. So I love that. Hey, give it up for these guys. It's um, no easy thing to get up here, and so I, I appreciate you guys. You can sit tight for just a minute because I'm going I'm to close out. Um, no easy thing to, uh, to get on this stage and to share, so thank you guys for being willing to do that. Let me, let me just say this as, as we close out. The goal of this series and, and what we did over the last couple of days was not for, for you guys to decide, hey, we're, we're giving up Twitter or social media or Snapchat or whatever for the rest of our lives, all right? Um, maybe there's some of you guys that feel like, you know what, I'm going to permanently turn this thing off. And if, you, and if that's something that you feel led to do, that's cool. Um, maybe there's some of you guys that you didn't do two days. Maybe you did a week. And I know there are some, some groups that challenged their, um, their group together to do it longer than just two days. Um, but the goal for us and why we tried to do this was for us to get a little bit of, of a perspective on our lives and to, and to hopefully drive us to the point where we make every single aspect of our lives about Jesus. That it not just become, like, we, like I said earlier, about compartmentalizing our lives, but rather we start living out the way that what we said last week in, in Romans chapter 12, what God desires for us to do and how to live. If you guys remember last week, here's what Paul says. He says, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy, and then he uses the word that we don't like very much, sacrifice. The kind that he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Don't copy the behavior and the customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way that you think. Then you will learn to know what God's will is for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. So many times we want to know God's will in a situation. We want, to, we want to experience God's best. And yet the end is what we want to skip to. And yet it starts with us being willing to sacrifice. It starts with us being willing to say, whether it's social media or other areas of our life, where we just hold our hands out before God and we say, God, my life belongs to you. And if there's nothing else that you get out of what we've done over the last couple of weeks, hopefully it's this. That God requires and desires for us to give him control. That we experience life when we hold the areas of our life out to God and we say, God, this belongs to you. That we can't worship God without sacrifice. We can't experience God's will in our lives without sacrifice. We can't be the men and women that God has called us to be and experience the abundant life that God has for us unless we're willing to turn our life completely over to Jesus. 
where we hold our hands out and we say, God, my, my life is yours. This relationship is yours. God, my future plans are yours. God, what college I'm going to go to. God, my schoolwork. God, my sports team. God, this, all of these different areas of my life, this area of social media, God, this belongs to you. That we no longer try to do what the world wants and live the way that the world lives, but rather we start allowing God to transform our mind and we start doing what God does and living the way that God wants us to live. But it's got to start with us being willing as people to say, all right, God, I'm going to turn the keys of my life over to you. And we can't experience life change the way that God wants us to, to experience unless we're willing to give God control. And my hope and desire for, for all of us is that we would, in some cases, inch a little bit closer to that point where we're willing to do that. But in a lot of cases where we would jump headfirst into that and say, God, I've held on to my life so tightly and I've refused to allow you to dictate what I'm going to do and have, you, have control of my life. But going forward, God, I want you to live through me and do what you want with my life. God, I want to honor you in this area. And maybe we look at the area of social media and it's become an idol in our life. It's become something that we put on a pedestal, something that we felt like we can't live without when only God is rightfully on that place. And until we're willing to take those things that we've made idols in our life off of those pedestals, and put God in his rightful place in our lives, then we'll never experience all that God wants for us to experience. It starts with sacrifice. And so for us moving forward, I don't know what the, what the, the takeaway is for you, what the application is. Hopefully you've been challenged in some way to make some tweaks or changes in social media. Hopefully you start to experience a healthy social media life instead of these harmful behaviors but that we would start becoming people that, like Romans 12 talks about, that we offer our bodies completely as a sacrifice to God. And watch when we do that as God starts to show up in ways that we never thought possible. And we start living out and experiencing the abundant life that God has. So that's our, our prayer and our desire for us. And we're going to give you a chance as we get ready to dismiss the small groups, give you a chance to talk through that. And hopefully that's that's uh, the destination that you guys arrive at. But, um, man, I, I hope this has challenged you guys. Um, I hope it's, it's been, a, been a good time. And um, let me go ahead and pray for us, and then we'll go ahead and, and dismiss the groups. God, we love you. We thank you for who you are. God, we thank you for, um, God, for Jason, for Jordan, for Jacob, for Carrie, for their willingness to get up on this stage and to share their heart, to, uh, to be honest and vulnerable enough to share their own struggles in this area of social media. And God, I know, I know that there are a lot of ways in which we've dishonored you or we've used social media in a, in a negative way or it's become an unhealthy thing for us. And God, I pray that that would be something that burdens our heart. I pray that that would be something that we care about. God, I pray that we would start using this area of our life and every area of our life to, that we would offer it back to you and we would truly worship you in these areas of our lives. God, I pray that we would have confidence to know who you say that we are. God, that you gave up everything for us. 
on the cross. And God, you desire for us to do the same for you, to give our lives back to you as an act of worship. So God, may we be willing to do that going forward. And may you be glorified and honored in the area of social media and every area of our lives. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.